I needed to take a new approach to things. And one of the things that really helped me going into the summer was just like making a race strategy. It's so simple, but like, we just were like the first six strokes, like you know exactly what like tempo to do, what like stroke rate, the effort to give. Um, and just like dialing in on those like made me feel like, oh, I know what I'm doing. Like I've done this so many times. I know how to start this race. I know how to finish it. And um, so she really helped me with that. And like, like you were saying, the being comfortable with being uncomfortable, that was like, kind of like my motto for the summer because This podcast is a Cannonball Media production. Welcome to Unfiltered Waters. I'm Missy Franklin. And I'm Katie Hoff. We're giving you genuine conversations to get to know the person beneath the athlete. Unfiltered. Sleep is the foundation to performance and longevity. It is either enhancing your performance or holding you back from your highest potential. Dream Recovery is committed to just that, helping people sleep as well as possible so they can conquer the day. Dream Recovery believes in the power of evidence-based solutions to optimize sleep and recovery. Yes, and everyone deserves to feel their best, and that starts with a great night's sleep. So many of our own Unfiltered Waters guests use Dream Recovery's sleep mask and mouth tape, including Carson Foster and Michael Andrew, and they swear by how much it has helped their sleep and performance in the pool. Visit dreamrecovery.io to have your best sleep ever. Use code UNFILTERED for 30% off your entire order and 50% off your first month of Dream Tape. Sweet dreams. Cannonball Media is a full-service podcast production company. They cover it all. From building out a studio to launching your first episode, Unfiltered Waters would not have been possible without them. We are so thankful for Cannonball Media's support and a special shout out to our producer, Evan. Without this amazing support, knowledge, and experience, truly, as Katie said, this podcast would not be possible. They have helped us from day one when we came to them with the idea Evan flew out, got our studio together for us, taught us how to use all the equipment, which was no small task. (laughs) And Cannonball has truly been there for us every single step of the way. And they allow us to put our best foot forward in video quality, editing, and podcast production. Yes. And are you interested in starting your own podcast? It's so fun. We highly recommend it. (laughs) Please visit cannonballmedia.co to learn more. What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Unfiltered Waters podcast. Today, we have the incredible Gretchen Walsh. Gretchen was such a joy to chat with. We got to hear about her first experience on Rodeo Drive when she was out in California for Golden Goggles in November. We talked about how math is helping her swim faster. We heard about her craziest NIL deal she's ever been offered. You'll definitely want to tune into that. And also just how much it means to her to have this collection with her sister, this suit line, seeing little kids walk around in these suits and how special that is. And then finally, we talked about why the word present is so important in her life right now. We had so much fun. We know you will too. Enjoy. All right, Gretchen, thank you so much for joining us. We're so happy to have you in person in our Nashville studio. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be (laughs) here at home. I know, and it means so much. It's Thanksgiving week, so the fact that both you and Alex took time away from your families, away from your friends to be here with us, it just, it means the world, and we're so happy to have you back. What are the things when you come home to Nashville that you absolutely have to do while you're here? Well, the first thing that my family always does is we go to Baja Burrito, which is just like an OG Mexican, (laughs) basically Chipotle, but better. It's so good. Um, We go there all together, uh, super casual. But um, yeah, I love Nashville food, all the restaurants Mm -hmm. here. So definitely Baja Burrito, Bar Taco. I'm big on Mexican food. Who isn't? There's a Bar Taco like right there. Did you drive past it? That's... There's a bar taco here as well. Oh, like we can walk to it. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You can stop there on your way home. I know. That's so convenient. (laughs) It's very, it's dangerous. Yeah, it's dangerous, (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, we have one. We live like pretty close to 12 South. So mm-hmm. I love the one in 12 South. Yeah, yeah. it's good vibes there. It's so fun. Um, but yeah, and then I was saying earlier, I always, I always go to Edley's. I don't make a mm-hmm. note of going, but I always end up there while I'm here. <laughs> I think I just need the Nashvilleian barbecue, you know. Yeah, have to classic. have it before you're going back. <laughs> right, right. You should have you shared her. So Missy needs to come out with like a publication or a book. She has like. A Google note. Is it a Google note? It's just like a note on my phone. Yeah. So poor everyone gets, everyone <laughs> I've shared it with gets notifications every time shared. I edit it. But I have like, it, it's intense. It's, it's like my second child. It, it is. is like a what full is- <laughs> list of restaurants, but I have it like categorized into like special <laughs> occasions, date nights, casual, coffee spots, brunch spots, cocktails, <laughs> bars. Like, I mean, it's, and it's like every place that we want to try. And the whole reason I started it was we've been here now almost two years. Right. And my intention when we moved here was like, I don't want to settle into the same routine because both Hayes and I are very routine oriented, which I think is great. Yeah. But I also think it's great to get out of that routine every now and then. So my intention was like, I want to feel like we're vacationing in the place that we live and like constantly going out (laughs) and trying new stuff. So I think almost every date night we've been on since we've moved here, it's been at a different restaurant because there's a new one that opens. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's there's like full descriptions. I tell you what to get. I tell (laughs) you. Like Pete, like restaurants should be nervous because like she, yeah, she'll give like a very honest review. Like she'll go in, like she's like, you know, Barstool Sports, like Dave Portnoy does the pizza. She's like that of just like restaurants in Nashville. Like I will absolutely add you, but fair warning, you're going to get a notification every time. Like Missy Franklin edited the note. It'll be like every day. I'm curious, have you been to Barcelona? No, it is on there. It is on there. I want to. Have you ever been to Sunda? Love okay. it. That's like Phenomenal. another place. So I good. Go to. Yeah, we love that one. I love Asian food. Yeah, me so too. So there's a spot here in East Nashville called Hawkers. Okay. That's like East Asian street food mm-hmm. that I really want to try as well. There's so many. Yeah. There's we, we could do so a whole many. podcast about that. <laughs> food. <laughs> yes. Let's just talk about food. And yeah. you just got in from Golden Goggles. So tell us about Golden Goggles. You looked beautiful, but how beautiful. was the event? Thank you. No, it was so much fun. I feel like those reunion settings are just so like nostalgic mm-hmm. of the summer. Um, I had a great time. We had a huge UVA group that was there because each of us, um, Maxine Parker, Kate Douglas, Alex, my sister, and then I, we all brought a plus one from the UVA women's yeah. team. So and fun. And so there was eight of us there and we just had so much fun all together I think like LA was definitely a new experience for all of us because like couldn't really find our way around too well Mm -hmm. um like we could in New York and even Miami we like we knew that town we ran that town (laughs) but uh no it was it was awesome and I won a golden goggle which I was not expecting at all congratulations yeah honestly that was like the cherry on top of the entire trip I feel like wasn't ex- I was so shocked, but I was so excited to get up there and um, be up there with that relay again. Mm-hmm. Was that was awesome? So special. Have you thought of where the golden goggle is going to go? Does it have a place? So I haven't really thought about it, but my I took my roommate to Golden Goggles, and she was like, "You have to bring it to our apartment because like she wants to hold it up to her face every day." <laughs> if you don't, if you get a Golden Goggle and you don't do that, like I know. you didn't get right? a such a missed opportunity. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I need to like frame it so, but like in the middle of a room so people can just like walk up and because it's a whole experience. It, like, it, it, is. it is spinning it. <laughs> That's awesome. What what was your favorite moment? Did you guys go shopping? What did you guys do outside of Golden Goggles? Uh, well, actually, the first day we got there, me and Alex did a shoot with NBC mm-hmm. for the 2024 Paris Olympics. And that was awesome. It was obviously exhausting. I'm sure you both know. They are long yeah. days. They're long. Yeah. Um, but... I mean, it was so cool. They turned all the film, the photos turned out so amazing. So that was a really cool experience. I feel like I'm going to look back one day and be like, I can't believe I did that. Like, wow. Um, But honestly, one night or the first night we were there, we just went out, all of us, to a cute little tapas tapas Mm -hmm. place. Mm -hmm. And that was the food was awesome. And it was just nice catching up with everyone like outside of a swim uh, setting. So we had a really good time there. And I think like 
me personally, I love just spending time with my friends and like talking, laughing. So that was great. And then we did make it out to Rodeo Drive. I was going to ask. On Monday. Because <laughs> um, our flight wasn't until later in the evening. So we did, we did that, did some shopping. I didn't get anything because I was like, this is too bougie for me. <laughs> I was not. It's much. aggressive. Like even just I like know. the energy of people walking around. Like you're almost like, I'm like, am I allowed to step on this brick right here? Like it's just aggressive. I, I felt like an outcast. I was like, I feel so inferior to everyone. <laughs> I was like, I need to be wearing like designer. I don't know what needs to happen, but I need to change. Like, <laughs> I need to change. Need Something to needs to change. Yeah. But it was fun. It was a really cool experience. Oh, that's so awesome. And you are coming off. <clears throat> quite the performance yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh we were literally just texting each other Katie and I were like are you watching what Gretchen is doing right now <laughs> so tell us about the invitational I mean we've talked about November for summers and Katie has been saying you know it's wild because there's a big meet there's golden goggles and there's Thanksgiving so there's so much going on but you had just an unbelievable meet at the Tennessee Invitational. It was so fun to watch. Were you expecting that going in? Um, I don't know if I was expecting everything, but I definitely, like, I had a meeting with my coach, Todd DeSorbo, a week before, and he was like, you're going to break NCAA records at this meet. And I was like, yeah, I, I might. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, think, I just think it goes to show, like, I've had a really good season training mm -hmm. thus far and like I'm really happy to see it paying off um I really look forward to November because I like that like busy lifestyle mm -hmm. of having the me and then golden goggles and home and then US Open is next week yeah, so um so I had a really good time at invite I feel like it's so great because the entire team is there. It's not like a travel roster or anything. And so, like, there was a lot of energy. Um, we had it – was, so it was long course in the morning, short course at night. And I didn't know how I was going to feel about that, but it ended up making me really excited for finals every night because I was like, oh, we don't have to do that long course again. Like, we can do the 200 free short course, which I prefer. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I think, like – Everyone was just really excited to be there and be together. Um, so I definitely like fed off that environment and that energy and having like, we have a great uh, parent community and they come out to like all of our meets. And so mm. seeing them in the stands too was always great. Um, but yeah, I was, I was very happy with how I swam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, I, I have to ask you about the tuner free because we talked to Alex about this and she was talking about how you guys typically you haven't raced each other in forever. Right. Um, so tell us about, tell us about that race. Yeah, no. So I don't normally do the 200 free. I think I do it like once a year. And so that, that might've been my moment, but we did talk about, we're like, we need to do the 800 free relay. So I think, I think we're going to go for that one. That's um, awesome. but yeah, I, I don't normally swim it. So, and that's the only event really that me and Alex ever overlap in. Mm -hmm. Um, cause it's either, she does do the hundred fly sometimes, but she'll do it if like, I'm not doing it. Mm. Um, so we, you know, did it together and it's honestly nerve wracking because it brings back some of that like sisterly rivalry that we haven't, that's been like under the rug for yeah. a while. Like, <laughs> We've put it away. We've packed it up. Like slowly opening Pandora's box. A little yeah, bit. yeah. It's like that's high school, you know, when it was just us training buddies. Um, so it was funny. Like before the race, we were both sitting down, and I was like really, really nervous because I get really nervous for the two hundred free because I know it's gonna hurt. Like mm -hmm. that's a painful one. Um, and she was actually like walking me through. She was like, you're going to be okay. Like help being supportive of me and just trying to calm me down a little bit. Cause I also had taken like, a, like some caffeine. Oh, so geez. I was like freaking out. I was like <laughs> shaking. Um, but yeah, no, I think honestly racing her, like it makes me better. I, cause I, I mean, I had her and Amy Canny right next to me or two of the best 200 freestylers in the NCAA right now. And so like having them to race was like what made me do so well, I think at the end mm -hmm. of the day, but we swim it so differently. So I, you know, I was just like, don't let her pass you. Don't let her pass. 
that's like me. I like almost sprint the first hundred. I'm just like, hold on to your life. Swim your race. Swim your right, race. Right, right, right. So um, I definitely had to take that approach. But um, it was fun racing Alex. I think it spiced things up a little bit in terms of like our relationship and just um, – I think now more than ever, we're, we're looking forward to like being on that 800 free relay together, mm. hopefully, and um, like making history in that, I hope, because um, she's almost always on the relays with me as well, And um, but I just feel like that one always gets the most hype around it. Yeah. I don't know. It's a special yeah. one. It is, for sure. So <laughs> I'm excited. I'm looking forward to that, but uh, I, I liked racing Alex again. It, it definitely like brought back the whole... Rivalry, but also just like being there for each other. Like her yeah. supporting me mm-hmm. was a great feeling um, and just having that to like bond over. And I love using the competitive edge and using your competitors to be your best self. Right? Yeah. Like, I remember it was my sophomore year in college and the buildup between me and Simone Manuel mm-hmm. for the 200 free. I remember that, yeah. Oh my gosh, from day one of that season Crazy. was like they just pitted us against each other in this two free so it was like at the dual meet at Pac-12s at NC2As like it just became this massive battle which was funny because again the whole time I was like I'm just trying to like go a best yeah, time like, like yeah, what are you right. doing but I was so grateful for Simone because there's no way I would have done what I did without right. her and I felt like that in like so many different points throughout mm-hmm. my career and I always explain it to people like if you put someone in an Olympic final by themselves like, do you honestly think that they would break no. world records and go best? Like, there's no way. And so whether it's your sister or your teammates, like, it's so good to hear using that competitive edge and using your competitors. Of course, you're going to get nervous, but focus on your own race and right. use them to be your best. Right. Well, it's also you can still, I think, so, I mean, you're sure you get this question with your sister, but you can be like mortal enemies when the race starts and, you know, want to kill that person but then when it's katie's a little competitive (laughs) sorry maybe kill kill is too aggressive but you know like meaning that you know elizabeth beisel was in my wedding you know and we raced head to head in the 400 i am all the time right Right. alex is your sister so i i love that about the sport of swimming in particular i think other sports like todd was always like i feel like you guys don't trash talk enough and i'm like that's just not how it is you know like there's that competitive force that you use to be your best but when the race is done you can still be love that person and be best friends with that person I think that's what's special about swimming you know and particularly what you guys have going on at UVA yes which has been so fun and going into this season I know it's a little different because you also have sights set on this upcoming summer as well so kind of how are you balancing that focus of having a great NC2A season but also looking towards next summer and what are you looking forward to the most about this NC2A season in particular? Um, yeah, I think that's a great question because balancing the two is definitely hard. Um, but honestly, I have just like all my focus right now on the NCAA season because mm-hmm. I think that that's like what keeps my love of swimming going. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's like the most important thing for me going into the Olympics. And I think that I if I didn't love swimming, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't be swimming fast, you know, like, um, it's really all about that. And I get all that love from the UVA team. So I have like my whole focus on that right now. Mm -hmm. And I think after NC2 is, I'm gonna totally like switch gears, long course, and we're doing long course meets throughout the season, um, just to like get some practice in there. Cause I'm the kind of person that I need to do the race quite a few times to finally get a hold of it, um, every year. So, um, but yeah, after NC2As, the gears will switch and will totally be long course, but the environment changes a little bit going into long course season because Mm -hmm. some people are done. Um, and it's definitely more like the goal, everyone's goal. It's not focused on one thing anymore. Mm -hmm. Instead, it's more individual. So, um, I really find myself like stri- or thriving in the team mm-hmm. aspect of things, mm-hmm. like striving for that NC2A's championship. Like I, we want to win again. <laughs> we want to do it. And I think we can. And so like, if I find myself focusing on that, like I know that everything else is going to fall in line going into the Olympics as well, because, um, I just think like I train well when I'm happy, when I'm loving what I'm doing and, 
that's gonna that's gonna show not only in short course but also long course Mm -hmm. um and then I'm most excited for I mean there's so much to be excited for there is I, I guess I'm excited for NCs I, I think, like, I have really big goals for myself, but I have big goals for all of my teammates as well. And I think that, like, we're just going to join forces and, like, make history. We want the four-peat. So um, oh my gosh. looking back over those memories each year is just, like, it's like a dream come true. I feel like we're always just, like, reminiscing on, like, do you remember last year? Um, so, yeah, like, I, I'm excited for that. Me, um but I don't like getting like too ahead of myself because it is, it's what, four months away still. Yeah. So um, we have a lot of like training and work to get done before that, obviously. But I mean, based off of last week and everything, like our whole team is in a super good spot. So um, I'm looking forward to just like each meet leading into that and then hopefully another another championship. So uh, Four. Four. <laughs> I want to I want to talk a little bit about confidence because I think I mean all of our listeners I know people struggle with it and it's I mean it's you totally. need it to be successful. Talk to us a little bit about confidence. You've talked a lot about kind of that comfortability in the uncomfortable. We'd love to hear kind of where you're at with that now. Yeah, um I I feel like I talk about her a lot but I do still see and have seen for a while uh Kristen, she's a confidence coach. Yeah, love her. She's yeah, awesome. She's great. Um she helped me so much leading into last summer especially um just because I have had two or the two summers leading into last summer I you know had pretty disappointing like world trials um disappointing Olympic trials disappointing world trials missing the team by like one one hundredth and the 50 free uh in 2022 and that's like really hard to come off of and away from and not feel like what's wrong with me? Like, Mm -hmm. I know what I'm capable of and why can't I just do it? Like, I know, I know what I'm doing and I'll tell myself that. And she tells me that. And I'm like, so why isn't it translating? And I think that I needed to take a new approach to things. And one of the things that really helped me going into the summer was just like making a race strategy. It's so simple, but like, we just were like the first six strokes, like, you know, exactly what like tempo to do, what like stroke rate, the effort to give. Um, and just like dialing in on those, like made me feel like, Oh, I know what I'm doing. Like I've done this so many times. I know how to start this race. I know how to finish it. And, um, so she really helped me with that. And like, like you were saying, the being comfortable with being uncomfortable, that was like kind of like my motto for the summer because I never feel so much pain as I do when I do a hundred free long course. Like <laughs> in my mind, it's the hardest <laughs> event of all time. Um, and I just, I needed to be like, okay, I need to take this out in like a full blown sprint and I need to be okay with that and just like realize that it's going to hurt, but like, I'm going to be able to handle it well. And in the end, if I go into this thinking like, it's okay if I don't succeed, it's okay if I don't Mm -hmm. accomplish my goal. I can't have that. Um, I can't have that mentality going in because that's how I used to feel. Like Mm -hmm. after the Olympic trials, I would be like, oh, it's it's okay if this doesn't go how I want it to go, but it's not okay. And like, I understand that some people need to tell themselves that maybe to take off the pressure. But for me, it made me, it hindered Yes. My effort. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. able to give everything that I had and I wasn't able to perf- or execute the race at all. Like I had planned when I went in thinking, oh, like it's okay if, if I do bad. And so I yeah. had to like totally rework that mindset as well. Thinking like, yes, giving myself grace, but not in the sense of like, it's okay. It's not okay. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, so like, kind of like talking through that with her helped a lot. Um, but yeah, I think all those things kind of contribute to like my growing confidence. I wouldn't say like I'm a hundred percent confident person, just like nobody is, but like, it's been a serious learning curve. And I can say now that I feel like so much better about myself and my swimming. Um, so yeah, I've been so grateful for her and honestly, everyone in my life that's like told me that I can do this and supported Mm -hmm. me and stuff like that. So that is such a massive self-realization. Yes. To 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 recognize that, you know, you're telling yourself something that 
the intention is to take the pressure off, right? Like, it's okay if this doesn't go the way I want to go. Like, it'll still be fine. And then to get to that point of like, no, it won't be. You know, yeah. like, I, I will be devastated if this does not go the way that I want right. it to go. But I think where the confidence comes in there, which is so interesting, is like, I'll be devastated, but I'll get through it. But I'll be okay. And I'll figure it out, right. you know? Yeah. And, and I think that is really interesting too, because when we talk about different, like, techniques or tools when we're trying to manage pressure and expectations. I think, honestly, the, the phrase that I don't like, I don't know if this is controversial or not, is fake it till you make it. Yeah. Because in my yeah. opinion, if you're faking it, like, you know that you're faking it. You're not your true self. Exactly. And so yeah. if you're telling yourself like, oh, if I don't, if I don't get this goal, if I don't go this time, like, it'll be fine. There's still that part of you that's like, uh, no, you won't. Like, yeah. And like the more you try and like silence that and push it back, the harder it's just going to try and find its way out again. So I think stopping, realizing that, being like, okay, no, like this is something I'm working really hard to achieve and I will be sad if I don't get there. But if I don't, like I'm going to figure that out. And meanwhile, I'm going to do everything that I can from here right. to there to make sure I get that goal and like control what I can control. Well, I also think the message for people too is like, everyone is so different, right? Maybe, so for you saying, there are people who I've heard say, and I was like you, it's like, no, it's not okay. Like, it's not okay like that. But there are people that are like, need to say that to themselves. Mm -hmm. And maybe that would be devastating for them to go in with that mentality. So I always say like, there's not, when people ask for advice, like, how do you not get nervous? Or how do you stay confident? It's like, that, that's why you're working with a confidence coach, right? Because it's so individualized. Right. And what works for you doesn't work for Alex. Or, you know, it, it's so different. And I think people should recognize that because you've got to find what works for you in your soul, you know, in your mentality, in your perspective. So um, I love that you found that. I also, the thing that's so interesting to me, not being a 50 freestyler or a sprinter, even though I always really wanted to be a sprinter, (laughs) (laughs) always just didn't quite have that pop. Um, But you talked about, you know, having a plan of the first six strokes. Like I think I'm on like the first 150. (laughs) So so, so talk to us a little bit about, I know uh, we read about a mathematician named Ken that you guys have worked with to really help you hone in on those little details that make such a difference in a 50 or a hundred. Can you tell us about Ken and how he's helped you? Yeah. So we work with Dr. Ono. I would say some people work with him more than others on UVA's team, but I work with him probably like twice a season um, where we do testing. So, and these test sets are actually legit. Like they're hard because you're doing like a race. It's a race simulation. So um, they do a lot of, they film the whole thing underwater and above water, um, get all your uh, times because you're wearing an accelerometer. So um, he can see like where you're slowing down, where you're speeding up, um, just like little things in your races that you maybe are um, you're falling behind and there's no like we can fix that in training something things that need work and we can work on so um, some things that like he's helped me with is honestly he was one of the reasons that I now take so many underwater kicks um, yeah. in my races because he would compare results from swimmers like Phoebe Bacon and Olivia Smaliga that he had tested in the past who are amazing backstrokers. And he was like, you have these insane underwaters. And like, when you get on the surface, like, sure, you're, you're good at swimming, but like, it's really, (laughs) like, your underwaters are like really what are setting you apart here. So like, for me, that meant now I do like 12 kicks underwater off every wall in any kind of backstroke race. I don't know about the 200 back, but I don't, I don't really do that one. <laughs> anyway, so, um, but yeah, like that, that's something that I've now made my thing, you know? Um, and even just like small things that I wasn't doing right. Like I wasn't my arms when I turned for some reason, like they were just flailing around. Like I wasn't using them at all. And I didn't know that until I got to UVA and he was like, yeah, like you look like you're trying to scare someone when you're doing a turn. (laughs) Peekaboo. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. So now I, now I do what probably almost everyone else does and I actually use my arms. And so like, it's little things like that, that I think like, when you get older, it's harder to drop time, obviously. And Mm -hmm. just like finding those hundredths of a second, like that's what he's there for. So, um, those are just like two examples of things that he's found for me. 
I'm curious when you talk about confidence, I feel like there's two types of swimmers. It's confidence more off of feel and, you know, visualization and and verbalizing it. And then there's confidence of like data, like hitting certain times in practice or there's like a combination of both, but just curious where you fall in those buckets. I think I'm a combo. I don't like to visualize my races because whenever I try, I, I visualize them. I mess up. Mm. Like every mm. time I visualize myself doing a backstroke start, I do a backflip. I can't <laughs> see myself doing a start. <laughs> <laughs> Which is amazing because I'm guessing the amount of times that you've done a backstroke race that started with a backflip are probably zero. Yeah. 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 Really impressive. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So my confidence comes from definitely a combination of like the feeling, uh, not the visualization like I touched on, but, um, and then also concrete times and data and stuff. Um, but I try not to have my confidence come from the feeling of the water. Cause mm-hmm. I find myself on like race days and stuff thinking like, if I don't feel good, I'm not going to swim well, but that's not the case. Mm-hmm. Um, I think anyone can swim well, regardless of how you feel like that's not that's not going to be the teller of how it's going to go so um I definitely try not to focus on that and my coach like definitely hammers that home as well for me because he knows like if I'm um like struggling that day or something he's like forget how you feel I just want like effort it's all about the effort and like Mm -hmm. everything else will come if you just try so We are so excited and honored to be sponsored by Little Words Project, a company whose founder and purpose means so much to us and to others. Little Words Project is a company with handcrafted bracelets with custom words or sayings that serve as wearable affirmations of our worth and everything we are capable of achieving. Each of their products have different inspirational words on them, and the idea is to wear your word for as long as you need it and then pass it on to someone who needs it more one day. The best part is they each have a unique code on their gold tag that can be used to connect your bracelet to their website where you can track where it goes as it travels from wrist to wrist. I have a day-by-day bracelet that I gave to Missy, and it's a huge mantra for us as we started this podcast to take it day-by-day as we keep rolling forward. I have never taken it off. (laughs) It serves as such an incredible reminder to truly take it day-by-day and to be proud of everything we've achieved up to this point and hope to continue to do so moving forward. So what are you waiting for? These make the best gift for yourself or for others. They're available online at littlewordsproject.com or in one of their 12 brick-and-mortar stores across the nation and in over 900 Target locations as well. Happy shopping. Missy and I have entered our strength era in 2024, and this partnership with Create couldn't have come at a better time. We have both been absolutely loving the Create gummies, especially Blue Raspberry and their amazing new flavor, Watermelon. Creatine is an amino acid most commonly found in your muscles and brain, and some of the main benefits are increasing strength, building muscle, and muscle recovery. What we love most about Create is the fact that it's in gummy form, which makes it so easy to stay consistent in taking such an important supplement. We would recommend this to truly anyone who is trying to optimize their healthy lifestyle. We've got a special code for you. It's unfiltered to receive 20% off your first order. Stay strong and enjoy. And that's really a good point as well, that you can't just wait until things feel good to yeah. either A, work hard or B, have good results. Because that's just not, as you mentioned, how it works. Like there's so many times when you're going to get to a meet and for whatever reason, you're not going to feel great. The days of the meet don't change. No, <laughs> I no. think that's one of the hardest things about our sport in particular, when you look at it being an Olympic sport and it's like, you know, we get every four years and we get eight days at Olympic trials and whatever happens in those eight days, like that's, that's it. So training for that and knowing that, you know, whatever happens, being able to have that faith and confidence in yourself that you're going to be able to handle it and make the most and show up regardless, just where you are and what you need to be. How was the transition from kind of a two-part question here high school to UVA and what made you choose UVA? Yeah. So UVA, I took four visits, uh, during my recruiting season. And honestly, what set UVA apart was just like the team atmosphere. I feel like you ask anyone on the team and they're Mm going to say that. Um, and 
over the course of recruiting, like I developed a really strong relationship with Todd. I felt like very comfortable with him and confident in his training styles. Um, and so that was really important for me. Um, but honestly, like I could see UVA like building a legacy and Mm -hmm. I wanted to be a part of it. Um, it's like a great group of women and men and we train together, which I love. I love a combined program. Um, but like the women have so much energy alone as well. And I think, um, you know, other combined programs, some people feel like once the men leave, like we're not able to get up for each other, but we are. And like, I think that's so awesome for all of us. And we hang out all the time outside of practice. We've like just become like one really big, happy family. And I think like looking back, I've like told all the recruits who like we try to get to come to UVM. Like I made the best decision of my life and like you will too if you come here. (laughs) Um, But yeah, like after uh, high school, that was my senior year was the summer going into the 2021 Mm -hmm. Olympics. And so that's when I, you know, missed the Olympic team after being kind of a favorite to make it at least in the hundred free. And um, that was disappointing, but I kind of took the summer away from the pool a little bit um, and kind of just like hit that reset button going into UVA. And I think like that ended up being the best decision I ever made for my swimming because like just like taking a break from the water Mm -hmm. helped so much to just like gain some perspective on what happened that summer and Mm -hmm. just like what I wanted from the sport in the first place um and I knew college swimming was going to be different but I just didn't realize how fun it was going to be so (laughs) um yeah I think what the second I got to UVA like I was out of shape for sure but I had I know, like, the feeling, I hadn't felt that good in the water since wow. 29, like, even the first day I was there. And I was like, this is really weird. I just took, like, six weeks off. <laughs> like, and I got there, and I was like, yeah, I feel, I feel like I did when I kind of, like, had my people, like, thought it was, like, a peak. I would say that I've now set a new peak for myself. But, um like back in 2019 at junior worlds when I went like a 53 and my hundred free. And that's where people were like, Oh, she's going to make the Olympics. And, um, obviously I didn't, but I finally like felt like I could do that again. Once I Mm -hmm. got to UVA and I was like, wow, I feel really good in the water. And like, that was a, that was something that I enjoyed having because, um, I just hadn't had it in a while. It does. It's hard when you're trained or, changing your training and everything and there's definitely like doubt that goes into it but that kind of like solidified everything for me and made me feel really good mentally about the sport and where I was um and just like re like lit a bit of hope in me that you know I had it I don't my like swimming career didn't come to like a plateau like I still had room to grow and um obviously I think even just as a junior now, like I've grown so much at UVA and um, like really grown into like the person I think I was always supposed to be. And that's like an awesome feeling as well. So yeah. Oh, that is an awesome feeling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm actually curious, did, did someone advise you to take that time away or was that something that you pushed for? Um, honestly, I don't really remember whether or not it was someone, but I definitely knew that I needed it. Yeah. Um, I think my family knew it as well. Um, I'm sure my coaches would have like loved for me to like be around more, um, my last bit there. Cause I have a great relationship with the knack coaches as well. Mm And, um, I never once was like, you're the reason I didn't make it like, (laughs) no, um, they're amazing, Doug and John. And I love visiting them when I go home and everything. So, um, even though I didn't spend as much time with them over the course of that summer, like, I had a really good summer and, um, I think like, obviously now they see me and they're like, I think she's good. (laughs) (laughs) I think she figured it out. And Um, that time off is, it's such an interesting thing because I feel like it's almost taboo in our sport. Especially in our, yeah, that's why I asked. I'm like, that's such. Yeah. And I get asked all the time from younger athletes that feel like they're in a plateau situation. They're like, what do I do? Like, and my first question is, have you taken a break? And 
almost a hundred percent of the time yeah. they're like, no, I could like, never, I know. And I'm like, well, maybe we start there. Like right. maybe we think about taking some time off and stepping back. So can you maybe elaborate a little bit more on that reset and kind of even what you did on that time off that just helped you get back into such a good place so that when you did arrive at UVA, you were ready. Yeah. Um, well, I think like, like you were saying, taking a break, I feel like summers are very like, they don't like taking mm-hmm. that because they hate the feeling of Coming being back. out yeah. of shape. Yeah. And so that was scary to like jump into knowing that I was mm-hmm. going to probably not be super great. Like the first <laughs> month and a half of training wasn't going to be awesome. Um, but so I think like people get scared and that's normal. Um, but taking just like a mental break from the pool is so awesome because I don't think people realize how burnt out they are mentally. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, physically you can feel that, but mentally, like if you don't, if you're not checking in on yourself, you're not going to realize that you're in a bad place, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so like kind of stepping away helped me see that I wasn't in a bad place necessarily, but I definitely needed to like think about like who I was, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so over the course of that summer, I just kind of like spent time with my friends, with my family. I, um, we ended up going on like a family vacation to the Bahamas, which was really fun. Um, but a big part of my summer was watching Alex in the Olympics. And like, we had a huge watch party for Alex. Mm -hmm. It was so much fun. Um, and like seeing her, obviously I was like so happy for her. Um, and I think like, watching her race and everything like definitely brought up some you know feelings for me just being like oh I wish I was there like I wish I was doing that I wish everyone was here cheering for me like they are for her um but it kind of helped me see that like just because I like had a loss doesn't mean I need to like be just like angry with her or you know like jealous like there was no jealousy involved I guess is what I'm trying to say and like um I really just was like genuinely happy to like see her and it was like a huge like proud moment I was a proud little sister you know (laughs) um so I think that was like probably one of the highlights of that whole summer um regardless of just like being relaxed and like living the slow life I love that I love living the slow life sometimes it's a great life it is a great life we should all do it more often we should so like that's that's honestly what I did I just like was enjoying my moments with friends and friends that I knew that I wasn't gonna be able to see as often just Mm -hmm. being at college and stuff so yeah and I think it says a ton about I mean obviously a ton about your relationship with your sister that, I mean, you're going through, I know when I didn't make it in 2012, like I struggled to even, I forced myself to watch some of my best friends. I watched Schmitty's race. I watched Beisel's race, but it was, it was so painful. So the fact that you were able to kind of push that aside, watch it and get outside of yourself and be like, I'm just so proud of my older sister. Like that just says so much about your guys' relationship. And she obviously voiced similar, but would love to just hear, I know you've said it a million times, but selfishly would love to just hear your relationship with her and what it means to do an NBC shoot and swim on the world's team together and and all these amazing things that you guys get to do. Yeah, totally. I think having a sister at this level in a sport is like obviously really unique, but really special because um, you're always going to have that person who's just going to provide comfort in situations that are like unsettling um (laughs) racing isn't the most comfortable thing and people get nervous and stuff and kind of like what I was saying earlier she's just like a huge support outlet for me um I feel like I can talk to her about anything I can be real with her um and that was really helpful at Worlds too because going to those meets I think um I overhyped isn't the right word because it is hype but like (laughs) Almost like it's just different. It's really different than what you expect, I mm-hmm. think. Um, and di- it was different than what I expected for sure because uh, you're like going to Singapore for a training trip and you're like, oh my God, this is going to be so much fun. And then you're jet lagged because it's <laughs> on like a 14 hour time change and you're like not swimming super great at tra- like in training. Mm-hmm. And you're like, 
oh. Wait, wait. <laughs> Are you saying that social media glamorizes things? What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was definitely different, but having her there made it so much better. Like, mm-hmm. we were roommates this summer. So um, fun. And, like, that just, it provided a little bit of home in a very different foreign place um and i had so much fun this summer with her so i mean that was something like that was a huge goal both of us have is like going to these meets together in the mm-hmm. first place and that's what we've been working for since we were like i started swimming when i was four and she was four or five and like we've been through everything together so like um finally like seeing all those like sacrifices pay off and um doing it together just like meant the world to me and I'm sure her as well because like she's even waiting to get her Olympic tattoo with me and I'm like (laughs) I'm like now I gotta do it (laughs) tattoo depends on it right right so um I'm hoping we can do that together and uh but yeah I think the biggest thing is like making those sacrifices together and knowing you're not alone in doing it um someone that's so close to you and just like realizing that you're even though all of your high school friends are like going on spring break it's okay that you have to go on a training trip because like you are doing it with someone you love um so those moments are like the ones I'll remember the most I think and that like the struggle together mm-hmm. just the daily thing and I know I talked about like rivalry a little bit but like we also would not be the swimmers we are today if we hadn't pushed each other every single day in practice in high school and middle school. Um, like I really look up to Alex as a swimmer. I think like she's amazing. She's obviously accomplished everything I have wanted to accomplish. And some of the things that I have also accomplished with her. Um, so like watching her set her goals and like strive to achieve them is something that like I really admire and that I think has made me who I am as a swimmer today. Mm, That is so special. Are you guys competitive with anything outside of the sport? Like, I'm very curious as to what game night is like at the Walsh House. (laughs) Yeah, we love, I I love card games. We love them too. Yeah, and so I don't know. I think that, like, we feel very comfortable with, like, being honest and being like, I can't believe you beat me, like, stuff like that. Um, Like, there's... We're comfortable in the sense of, like, telling each other that we're mad at each other or, like, <laughs> being, like, upset about losing something. So, um, but we always have fun, like, with my parents as well. Like, they always get in on it. Um, we're a very close family. So, um, yeah, but honestly, something that we do fight over is clothes quite a bit. <laughs> that would make sense. Yeah. Plus, like, the games, it's, like style fashion <laughs> who's more of the offender oh i steal from her when <laughs> yeah. fully admitting i love it owning it <laughs> yes yeah she has a great closet like <laughs> i'm gonna use it <laughs> well we know you both have an unbelievable sense of style and fashion Thank because you. your swimsuits with sporty so are cute. so cute Thanks. And we talked about it a little bit, but a whole reason you can do this is because of NIL, right. which is amazing. So maybe first, before we get into the collection, we talk a little bit about your thoughts on NIL and kind of how it's helped you as an athlete and the impact it's already made in your career. Yeah. I mean, I feel so grateful that NIL was passed. I like feel for you guys because it's... Um, it's okay. Were, I only had to send back one Justin Bieber care package. It's fine. No. It's fine. We won't get into it. That's terrible. <laughs> it was brutal. It was brutal. <laughs> I kept I did poster. not. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell anyone. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's funny. Um, no, yeah, but it's like, I feel like swimming is a part-time job, if not a full-time. 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 100% full-time. full-time. Yeah. And we should be able to, you know make money off of it I think like every other student in college is able to have a job so like why can't I make this my job if people are offering um Mm -hmm. and so that's like what I think is so great about NIL is like now I'm actually able to not only swim for like something more like 
treat it more seriously. I think like as a job, it does make the like, what is that called? The standards higher? Or yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, there's a little bit more pressure involved when it is like for money. I was but, just gonna ask. Yeah, that's a um, yeah, but. I think, like, if anything, I enjoy being able to represent brands that I actually, um, you know, like, I use every day because of swimming um, and just, like, that I'm passionate about or that I like. And I think um, the fact that I am now just, like, any other influencer is, you know, like, they can do this. I should be able to, too. And Absolutely. so um, I think it's – I think NIL is, like – the best thing to ever happen to student athletes in college and I guess high school, it kind of works the same way. So I do want to touch a little bit on the shift that happens when you now can monetize your sport and what you're doing. Cause I think that was something that I also struggled with when I turned professional in 2015. I don't think I had fully anticipated the, the change in trying to, manage sponsorships and new expectations and new pressures and photo shoots and, and wanting to of course make everyone proud, but now feeling like there was even more groups of people and companies. Like I just wanted to make everyone that I worked with like so proud of me. And I don't think I really understood how much that was going to impact me. So I'm so happy to hear first off that you're having such a good experience. And I completely agree with you that it's so important that you guys are allowed to benefit from your own image and your own hard work. But as you mentioned, it does increase the pressure a little bit. So what are some ways that you've been coping with that? Yeah, it it definitely, it's stressful. Mm -hmm. A lot of it. Um, We actually just hired an agent who has helped so much. Yeah, thank you. Um, So that's definitely taken a bit away just in terms of like, even just planning things. Sometimes I'm like, I have such a busy schedule. I can't even give you the times that I'm free. Like, I don't know. I don't know when I'm free. (laughs) Um, and you do want to like make everybody happy. And like, you just, sometimes you just like have to learn to say no, which is also hard. Um, but I think for me, the biggest thing is like swimming out of me and like, say you don't swim well and you have this contract and you're like, well, do I even deserve like Mm -hmm. that stuff that we originally talked about and that's in this contract that we've already signed? Like, I almost like feel bad. I'm like, Mm -hmm. am I misrepresenting you guys? Um, So I think that's hard because you make it some, you make it out to be something that it's not. And um, I honestly haven't entirely learned how to cope with that yet. I feel like I am relatively new to NIL and all the pressures that come with it. So for me, I think, like, just remembering that they're not signing you because of, like, anything, I guess, like, in the future. It's all, like, the present, I guess, mm-hmm. and the past and the hard work you've done. And um, the person and that the, you are. I was about are. to say, like, yeah. it's more than just what you've accomplished. It's how you carry yourself and who yeah. you yeah. are. Yeah, so I think, like, learning that and just, like, remembering that even in times that are you're feeling like you're not living up to, like, their original mm-hmm. expectations of you um, is really important because it's, like, you're feeling bad, but, like, why are you feeling bad? You know, yeah. like, don't. Yeah. You did your best. They know you did your best. Don't feel bad for them. Feel bad maybe for yourself. (laughs) Focus on yourself. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, it seems like you're doing an amazing job navigating it all, but we always so appreciate the transparency of we're all still just figuring it out and doing our best. But we're so proud of you. The sporty collection that you guys have done is beautiful. It's amazing. We love what you guys have done. Tell us a little bit about the creative process behind that. Do you see yourself going into kind of fashion creative in the future? Or is this just kind of like sort of a, a one <laughs> a one-time experience with Sporty doing these collections with them? Um, I feel like it's like kind of a one-time thing because I love it, but I'm just like not a super creative I, I I don't want to like say I'm not a creative person but I guess like that's not what I'm best at I don't yeah. think and uh, we work really really closely with their creative director and the designer and everything and so they're a huge help because yes like we pick all the prints and like we pick the silhouettes and everything um but they're like 
they're giving us all this stuff. And so our job is just be like, yes, no, yeah. and yes, no. <laughs> Change the color scheme, maybe, you know. Yeah. So I do feel like me and Alex both like have a huge role in the entire collection. Like we really do feel like it's ours and like we've made it and it's personal. Um, but like I don't even know what I would come up with alone you Mm -hmm. know so they're awesome I love the whole sporty team um everyone working at swim outlet as well um and the collections are just like so much fun Mm -hmm. I think like the most surreal experience has been seeing little girls Mm -hmm. and little boys on the pool deck wearing them and I'm like this is just this isn't real (laughs) like I never (laughs) thought that that would happen to me you know Mm -hmm. like um so I think that's the coolest part of it. Like, obviously the suits are awesome, but like seeing that is the coolest part for me. Mm, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, Alex was mentioning, it's just that, that imp that word impact is really big for us. Right. And so I think being able to, it's like right in front of your face, it's concrete. Like you're like, Oh my gosh, like they're wearing my suit and they look up to me. Right. Is just, I think better than any record, any medal that you could get is just having that impact like you, like, I mean, I remember having Jenny Thompson's poster on my wall and then meeting her, like being, you're that person to tons of little girls and boys now. And that's so, so cool. So cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So cool. Um, well, we, I don't want to say, I don't want to wrap up because <laughs> I've been having so much fun, but we have three questions that we ask all of our guests. So the first one is what is a moment or memory outside of the sport of swimming that's giving you a ton of joy? A ton of joy. We like to focus on joy around here. I love that. <laughs> Honestly, okay, this is this was pretty recent, but um, this summer after Worlds, me and my family, we went to Hawaii, and um, like the, I feel like this is so like bland, but just like one of the dinners we had there, we um, we're like sitting on the balcony, like overlooking the Hanalei Bay and, um, having sushi. And I just think like that, those memories from that night, like they, they like strike home for me. And I just like, it definitely instills like how much I love my family and like who has helped me along the way. And, um, just like, so proud of myself and like, them I guess like I'm proud of them for like helping me get here I think it's definitely been a team effort a Walsh team effort (laughs) so um just like that memory I think is like really important to me and um just like who I am as a person so yeah that. nothing bland yeah, about that yeah I was like, I was like where's all? the bland part <laughs> you're looking over the- <laughs> uh, this is absolutely not one of the three questions but I have to ask it do you have a go-to sushi roll oh I so I'm like kind of new to the whole raw to the sushi okay. game. Actually, yeah. get my sushi. Um, new as in like maybe in high school, but yeah. Um, anything with the uh, what is that? I, like I love spicy mayo on it, and then mm. the is it called like duck sauce? I don't. The, yes. Eel, yeah, is yeah. it eel, eel, eel sauce? Eel yeah. sauce. <gasps> yeah. So anything good. with those, and then like I love salmon. I love the tuna. Crunchy shrimp is like a classic. Of but, course. Um, Can't go wrong. <laughs> anything with those and maybe like mango. Oh, a little fruity. I like looking at like the special rolls. Yeah. With yeah. the, the different, yeah. Different. With the individual ones, you go to a restaurant and you're like, okay, what do you have? <laughs> yeah. Like what makes this place you? Like, <laughs> I, wanna, I want your signature roll. <laughs> yeah. So fun. All right. Our actual second question <laughs> is what is a moment or a memory within the sport of swimming that has brought you the most amount of joy? This is like one of my first memories of swimming, but, uh, when I, one of my first races ever was in a summer league meet actually at the Centennial Sportsplex in downtown Nashville. Um, and I was swimming a 25 freestyle and every breath I took, I waved to my mom in the stands. So that's like something that, that is I think the cutest is so cute. thing I've ever. Is there a video of that somewhere? There is, and I need to. I need my dad to find it because it's on like a really old like yeah. flip camera. Is what he always oh used to. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so I need to pull that out of the archives because I feel like I tell this story sometimes, and I'm like, "Where is this video?" Actually? If you find it, you have it. to send it to us. Yeah, so we can. That would. <laughs> I need just for my. Even if we don't 
put it anywhere. I just need to see it. Right. <laughs> it's so cute. Right. Okay, I will. Cool. That's so precious. Uh, final question is, if you had to pick one word that represented who you are, what you're working on this year, or what you hope to see this year, what would that be? Yeah, my word is definitely present, I think. Um, I know we like talked about the slow life and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. um, just like being in the moment of things and not focusing on the future or the past, I think. Um, I just want to enjoy my moments that I have with my team and my friends and family. Um, I'm an upperclassman now, so veteran. I'm like looking up to you. I need yeah. to like really absorb everything that I can <laughs> and get the most out of it and just like give myself grace in times where I'm struggling um, mm-hmm. and realize that like this isn't the end of the world and um, just like putting myself first in a lot of those scenarios. So. Mm-hmm presence is what I love that it's my theme word for this year it's so powerful well Gretchen thank you so much I feel like I got so much out of this I learned so much about you but it was so wonderful to hear you open about your journey and your experiences and I know our listeners are going to feel the same so we're so thankful for you being here for your time and sharing those things with us and obviously already watching you has been so much fun so fun we've enjoyed it so much and your future is just so bright you can barely look at it (laughs) we're already so proud of you and we hope you are as well but we know that there's there's so much more in store and we can't wait to watch Thank you. Thank you guys for having me. Of course. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening and watching Unfiltered Waters. We are so grateful for your support. If you could please hit that subscribe button on any of the channels that you're watching and maybe even give us a rating or review, we would appreciate it so much. Thank you again, and we'll talk to you soon.